Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, congratulations. You're about to arrive to the right place. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Ellen and Aaron's Sportsbook Yes. Are you ready for it? Now, here is... And a special good evening to everybody here tonight. It is September 10th, 2021. This is the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk podcast. We are joining you live here this evening. Hopefully you're uh, tuning in here uh, to our program here this evening. We've got a lot of good stuff to get to as the NFL season is uh, kicked off now. And we are in the thick of the Major League Baseball pennant race. Uh, Very exciting time of year for uh, for all fans of both sports. And, of course, we're not too far from uh, the NBA and, of course, the NHL getting back uh, underway as well. Alan uh, is joining us here tonight. Uh, Alan, good evening. How are you, partner? Well, I thought we had Alan there. Apparently, we are having some uh, technical difficulties here this evening. So, Oh, yeah. how are you doing? Uh, how you doing so far? There can we you, go. Can you hear me now? There we go. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Live radio, folks. It does happen sometimes. So, uh, Alan, good to have you on uh, this evening. Uh, how, how are you doing here this evening? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. Really appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's live. T- it's live radio, so things happen. Probably better that we're not on television. I think that would probably be a little bit. Uh, <laughs> we 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 both have the face for the radio. I think we we probably would agree there. So. Um, I tell you what, uh, I know we talked about this uh, all week and even last week, Alan. Uh, last night, Monday, right. uh, not, not Monday Night Football, but football got kicked off. How did, how did you think about the, uh, the game last evening? Oh, it was a real exciting, great way to start the uh, pro game. Very, very, a uh, lot, of, lot of excitement from the Bucks. They pulled it out at the very end. And uh, tonight, I think we have our guest caller on the line, uh, Mr. Avery, are you there? I am, yes, sir. With the mom. Okay, great, 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 great. Okay, excellent. Let me uh, go ahead and tell the folks about you. This is the dad, Andre Avery. He is uh, the, the man that was in the documentary, the, the short game with his daughter and Amari, and definitely it was a great, great documentary. He's going to enlighten us about things and what's going on in his life. I'm glad to have you on the show. Thank you, guys. Glad to be here. Oh, yes, absolutely. Sorry about the technical difficulties there, but uh, I'm definitely I'm glad I'm giving you giving you the opportunity to talk about the decorating. Can you kind of enlighten us? How, how was that experience being in the, the short game? Oh, I mean, it was, you know what, it was, it was, it was pretty fun. Um, and of course, over the years, since it's been ran a million times, it's just, I mean, we have so many kids that come up to us even today uh, well, not to me, but to Amari, <laughs> asking for autographs, pictures, because they still watch it on Netflix to to, to this day. So it was it was a great uh, uh, something to be a part of. It was so it was very nice to be a part of something, something like that. Yeah, that's outstanding. I mean, just to get the opportunity to be on a Netflix documentary that's that's wonderful. And you know, just talk about a little bit about your passion for being a dad to motivate your daughter to actually get that opportunity. Talk about that insight. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, um, hey, we just practice golf every day, you know. That's all we did. Uh, and the passion <laughs> was there to, to make her great and, and, and try to, you know, have her, you know, love the game. And, 
Um, so it was fun. And then in, in and around the whole documentary, um, you know, it was, there was some ups and downs, some bumps in the road, obviously, uh, as you can see on the documentary. But, uh, you know, I think we've grown past that and everything, so everything's looking pretty good today. Oh, that's awesome. That's a good thing that you can look back at it and learn from the experience, both good and positive, and, and some things negative. And I know that you wanted to have an opportunity to kind of shed some light on some of the things that were negative about the documentary. What did you what did you perceive as being negative and maybe the things that you wanted to clear up to the general public? Um, I mean, nothing, nothing, nothing really much was negative. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that uh, the documentary showed, you know, certain parts it should have showed more of, but it kind of, it kind of didn't uh, for yeah. certain people, but, uh, but we won't, we won't discuss that too, too, too deeply. Um, but you know what? What I've learned over over the course of that eight nine years since that documentary has come out was just, you know, to to have your kids love the game, right? And as a parent, to parent your child in in, in the right way. Um, today, I see so many so many parents still to this day, uh, and their children not being able to communicate, not being able to. Um, you know, like themselves on the golf course, you know, um, and, it, and it, it just kind of hurts me. I'm like, wow, I kind of wish they were in a documentary so they could help themselves, you know what I mean? Because when you see yourself in that light, you really want to make a change, you know? And uh, I, think, I think a lot of parents, a lot of parents, a lot of parents uh, still have not made a change, right? And it reflects yeah. on the child psychology-wise. I mean, it really, it, it really is something that needs to be addressed, you know? No, you're absolutely right, and definitely, I mean, that, that process that you went through is something that you can educate people on and, and definitely let them know both the good and bad. And talk about golf itself. What do you find is the, the most pleasure attribute about golf and maybe maybe the one thing that you find is the biggest nuisance about getting better in golf? <laughs> yeah. Uh how much time you got? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we got no, plenty I'm, of time. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just no. I mean, you know, the best part of golf is just trying to get better, right? I mean, that, that's always mm-hmm. what everybody's striving for. It's it's just to get better at the game and and to whatever level you're trying to get to. You know what I mean? So that's that's a pleasure in it, right? And and then then again, that's that's the heartache in it as well too, because when you try to get better, you get worse, and then <laughs> you get worse than that, and then somewhere somewhere in there, you get better, right? Uh, yeah, solid, right? <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Golf is is a difficult game. It's not a game that you know you want to shoot birdies and eagles all the time, but you have to be patient. It doesn't happen overnight, so to speak. And I know that can be a downfall to a lot of people playing golf and and that experience. And right. you know, yeah. Talk about um. Your daughter now, what is she up to, you know, as far as tournaments, and what is she is her life at now at this stage of her, in her game? Uh, yeah, so, you know, she just, we just got back from Ohio uh, playing yeah. in the uh, Junior junior uh, Soheim Cup. Fabulous. That was fantastic. Had a great time. <laughs> She's messing at me. Uh, had yeah. a great time there. I, I had a great time. I, I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was awesome uh, to to be around the European team, the American team. Um, you know, so it was pretty neat. 
Uh, and then uh, we're actually in Florida right now with my youngest playing our tournament. And then we fly back home, you know, get some reps in, and then uh, we are off to New Jersey to play in the uh, LPGA Founders Cup. So that's an wow. LPGA tournament. So they, they've uh, extended my daughter an invitation, so we took it, and uh, we're going to go there and try to win it. That's absolutely right, man. That's, uh, that's outstanding. And you have a hectic schedule, you and your daughter, and, you know, doing all this traveling. So on average, how many tournaments do you normally get a chance to participate in? Oh, I don't count them, but it's, it, 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 is, it is a lot. <laughs> I don't count them. I mean, if I had to count them, I guess maybe, maybe 20, 30, right? Uh, if wow. I had to count. I mean, some parents do. I don't. Uh, I just know we've got to be here. We've got to be there, and, and we just get there, right? <laughs> so, so, but yeah. we, we have a pretty, pretty good schedule. Uh, summertime is, is, is really hectic, and, and we're, we'll, be in, you know, we'll be in Florida one minute and then Ohio the next and Texas the next and Arizona the next, and, so we're all over the country. We haven't been outside the, outside the country yet. Uh, hopefully that will be coming here in the next uh, year or so. Yeah, I mean, if you keep getting those invitations, there's a limit. So I know that you wanted your daughter to, to be the number one golfer. And, you know, as I said in the, in the documentary, how was that plan so far playing itself out? Uh, you know, it's a tough road, man. Everybody wants to be number one. <laughs> it's a tough road. <laughs> uh, you know, and to be number one, you know, the individual has to want it. It's not the parent or any outside source. It's the individual that has to want that. You know, because it takes a lot of a lot of dedication, a lot of work to be number one, right? Uh, yeah. So and it, then it falls back on her shoulders. So if she wants to be, then she'll put the work in, and then she'll be. Yeah, I mean, she she's definitely – her game is, is very good. I was watching like on Facebook and I saw that she had hit a shot like 50, 60 yards out and it, she hold it in. And I was like, wow, some of the pros can't even do that. And you know, it, it seemed like the game is becoming something that's becoming more natural to her. So I, I think definitely you got a, a diamond in the rough there that is on the way up. And I know that uh, she's going to be starting college soon. She committed to, yes. to college and, and that must be a dream come true for you and your daughter. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. I mean, University of Southern California is nothing to sneeze at. Uh, that's a wonderful yeah. school uh, to be a part of, and for them to offer her a full ride was exceptional. So we don't we don't uh, take it lightly. Yeah, I know that that was one of your concerns. You know, I, of course, that was eight nine years ago, with her. You know, maybe getting that opportunity to play in, in college and and to have a full ride. That's that's outstanding. I mean, that that is definitely something that you and your daughter should be very, very proud of to, to get that opportunity. And like you said, it's a university that not everybody gets an opportunity to go to, number one, and two, to go on a full ride. That's right. great. Yes. You know, yes. Yeah, that's something to be proud of. And, you know, definitely, a, you know, I noticed there was one comment you mentioned in the movie that I was like, I wanted to ask you a little bit more of that you feel as if you're C-level, not A-level. But I, what did you mean by that? Well, what I mean by, I mean, that was eight years ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so I really think my, my, my whole mindset has kind of shifted and changed. But I think the, the part you're talking about is, is when I said, uh, how does a C person make an A person? So what I mean by mm-hmm. that was yeah. how does somebody average make someone above average? You know what I mean? So how does somebody yeah. that's average make somebody that's a 
that's a top-tier uh, golfer, right? I mean, that's hard to yeah. do, right? So with finances, with with the uh, technique, with the traveling, with all that stuff, and, you know, getting lucky and, and, and uh, sponsors and all that stuff. So, you know, like that's hard to do when you're just an average person trying to make, you know, just trying to make it, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I definitely understand your, 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 what you're saying. And a lot of people can relate to that who are just, you know, doing a job and then they just they have an aspire to do something else, but they feel like they're right in the middle. They don't know know someone at the top, but they're not at the right. bottom, meaning they're not trying to not do anything. But, right. Right. you know, you, you've made it this far, and that, that's already A-plus a level just to make it through right. to where you're at. You know, most people just, they get the documentary, they get the name out there, and then that's the end of it. But you're, right. you're pushing, you know, that you're, you're pushing. So to me, that's A plus. And definitely keep doing what you're doing and, and keep inspiring. And, you know, for other dads, is there any advice you have for them that are maybe trying to follow in your footsteps to push their daughter, but not, you know, maybe push too hard, but to get the <laughs> best out of them? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, the best advice I can have, I mean, I, I was told this many, many moons ago, and I didn't, I didn't hear it for a while, but just have fun with it, man. Just have fun with your kid and enjoy it, and it's just a game, and, and just enjoy the game, you know what I mean? Like, people told me that stuff a, a while ago, and I was like, be quiet, get out of my face with that crap, and, and uh, this is not fun, this is serious, and, and uh and now, you know, obviously I've, I've, I've turned over a new leaf, and now I see things differently. Now that my daughter's about to go to school, my young one's going to be 15 next month. So just have fun with it, you know what I mean, and enjoy the time with, with your child. If you have the time to, to spend with them going to tournaments and, and practice and all that good stuff, I mean, use that to your benefit, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you get a chance to spend with your daughter out on the golf course and, and definitely enjoying the, the process together. And speaking of that, if – when she does her tournaments, are you now still with her, going with her, or is it she's on her own, or how is that process with your daughter now doing all these tournaments? Uh, no, when she's in college, I mean, she'll do the college stuff, but then in summertime, she'll be out of school, right? So then, then we'll do our summer stuff, you know? So we'll do the, mm-hmm. you know, Augusta thing, we'll do the women's amateur, we'll do the U.S. girls, and, and blah blah blah. So we'll do all that stuff. But um, that's uh, that, that'll be summertime, and that'll be out of school. So yeah. Okay. So you, if if you know somebody was because you're not 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 far from us, where you know they, that you have a tournament in Florida, do you normally show up with her most times? Like if we was trying to meet you on the golf course. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, you mean will I travel with her as far as when she's yeah, going, yeah. when she goes to USC? Uh, like uh, when she goes I mean, to tour, most of her tournaments local. now, traveling, traveling-wise, like the, like you mentioned, Ohio, things like that. If she was traveling, would would you be there normally with her or she would be by herself? Oh, no. I mean, I'll be with her, right? Uh, okay. But when, okay. She goes to, but, when, but when she goes to school, then she'll be with the team. And, you know, of course, I'll, I'll do local stuff, but I won't, I won't do anything. I probably won't fly anywhere to go see her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's great, and you know, and that's that's awesome. How is your lo- younger daughter doing? How did she do today? I know she was playing today. Oh, she had a little rough day. Yeah, she had, she she had, she had a little rough day. 
Um, you know, we it's raining here in Florida, so when we got here, yes, it was practice round. Um, she only got to play nine holes because they had a two-hour delay, right? So right. she didn't get to see the yeah. front nine, and uh, so consequently, you know, it's just it's one of those things. She, just, she didn't have a great day, so uh, we're just going to go out there and, and make tomorrow better, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what you got to do. You got you got to just you can't control Mother Nature. And I, I wish you know you came to Florida. Time it wasn't raining, but around this time of the year, it's a hit or miss. You know, you could be it's just one of those things that you got to flip a coin and get lucky. It's, it could be beautiful or it could be raining here in Florida around this time of the year. But that's what it yeah. is now. But you know, it, but that's that's part of golf. You just got to just stay positive. And and just keep keep everything moving in the right direction. And, and your sponsors, uh, you know, somebody who wants to support your daughter. What are some of the sponsors that she's a part of or partnership with that can maybe we can like a fan can support your daughter? Um. Well, we know we have we have uh, you know, golf manufacturers and all that stuff, and then we have the ball manufacturers and. The clothing manufacturers they, they give us they give her stuff and all that good stuff so so we are really good we are we are we have been blessed though so to speak you know no that's awesome that's really really awesome you know definitely and any uh, new movies coming out with you and your daughter <laughs> no but we do got some we do got a lot of interviews I guess when we get to the LPGA tournament so they've already started sending some of that stuff up so I guess you'll see her. Maybe me, probably just her on the on the golf channel here in the next few weeks. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, that's I mean definitely, you know that's fantastic that she's doing her thing and you're, you're guiding her around the way and you know I, that was one thing I wanted to ask her was what advice did she have for an inspiring young female like herself that she's learned throughout this process that might help someone. Okay, hold on, she's right here. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Hey guys. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Doing excellent. I'm so glad that you took time out of your day to to talk with us on the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show, and we wanted to kind of find out what's going on with you and how's life treating you. And sorry about all the rain you've been getting here in Florida. <laughs> oh yeah, much but, uh, different than California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it's 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 around this time of the year. It was it was a Really a shock that the Bucks got in the game yesterday with no rain. It was raining pretty oh, yeah. pretty on and off, but they got lucky. And yeah, I'm glad that you're with us. And I, I just had a couple things, and a lot of our our listeners wanted to know what is the toughest part of golf for you. Um, I'd say the toughest part of golf is probably um, the mental side of golf. Um, I mean, physically it's very challenging, but um. I think the mind and the mental part of golf is is also very challenging. It's not something that should be, um, you know, just looked over. It's um, I think it's a challenge for all of us golfers who who play and want to be good. That I mean, they all know that the mental side is something we all work on, and um, it's definitely, in my opinion, the the hardest part of golf. Yeah, I mean that's that that you couldn't have said it better. A lot of people have frustration that they have when they hit a bad shot and things don't go their way, weather, things like that. And mm-hmm. have you gotten better with that? Cause I, you know, since the movies, have you been able to curb some of the frustration that, that you maybe had in the movie? 
Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I was, I mean, I was eight when the movie came out. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you would imagine eight-year-old kid trying to play good golf. It doesn't usually doesn't usually look too great. <laughs> um, we're all pro- yeah. I think I think all of us golfers are perfectionists, but I mean, I've I've matured as I've gotten older, and I've kind of realized that, um, like my dad was saying, golf is um, it's just a game. I mean, but I mean, it's very serious for me. It's um, it's my life, so I take it very seriously. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't control your your anger and learn how to, you know, find your you find yourself around the golf course without uh, getting upset. So. Yeah, and then sometimes that you can get happy. I, I telling your dad, I saw you hit a shot like fifty, sixty yards out, and you you got it in in, in a hole in like in a hole right there. And I was like, wow, that's. There's people oh, yeah. have been playing years who can't even do that. <laughs> so there's yeah. some great things that happen. <laughs> yeah. And, then with, and, and that brings us to something that one of the our listeners want to know. What, I guess, annoys you the most on the golf course? Like, is the biggest irritant? <laughs> um, I would have to say slow play. Um, I just I can't <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> I don't want to deal with it. Um <laughs> Yeah, I just I, I don't like dealing with so slow play. I mean, just hit the ball, get it over with. <laughs> okay, yeah, the people. So even in even on the the you know playing on the female side, women take a long time to shoot. That's what happens. Yeah, I mean it just depends. I mean everyone has their own routines, and like mm-hmm. I said, a lot of us, especially on our level, um, take this game very seriously. So their routines can take a, a bit longer than, than it should. So <laughs> um, slow, play, slow play sometimes is a, a factor when we play, but most of the time it's pretty good. And that's a great, great point that you have, that slow play does slow you up. Mentally, when someone is taking a long time, is there something that a routine that you have in your mind, like you sing a song to yourself or you just try to like not let it irritate you to the point where it affects your game? Is there any routine you have to kind of combat that? Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I just kind of stay in the zone. Um, I let them do yeah. what they have to do. Um, yeah. Obviously, if it if it really does affect me and I um, and I feel like I need to, I have to say something, then I will um, and bring it up to you know officials on the course. But um, usually, the the people on the course um, that help out run the tournaments, they pretty much stay on top of that. So there's not much that I have to do to worry about that. So, um, but honestly, yeah, I just stay in my routine, do what I have to do because at the end of the day. They shouldn't. They shouldn't determine how I play, because um, I'm the one in the ball. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, keep them in check when they're taking too long, and that 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 actually is a great answer. That's one of the things that kind of annoys me a lot about golf too is is slow, slow play. So that's great mm-hmm. advice you're giving. <laughs> as far as celebrities or people that you have met during golf. Is there somebody that you really was starstruck that you may have met on the golf course? Uh, I mean, yeah, there's plenty. Um, you know, playing golf, there's, you know, a ton of, you know, we. I mean, for me, um, I want to go pro, and that's, you know, my future career that I want to pursue. Um, so any time I meet a pro that I've, you know, seen on TV or that I've watched play, um, I'm definitely pretty starstruck, and I want to learn, you know, about them and get to know them and, um, I was actually at Junior Solheim Cup last week, and um, yeah. Michelle Wee was one of the assistant captains, and we got to hang out with her and talk with her, and she was super cool. And 
honestly, I didn't really feel starstruck, but um, it was just cool to see her on the course and be able to talk to her, um, you know, like a normal person. Yeah, I mean, that's that's awesome. That's a great experience that somebody you probably thought about meeting and then then all of a sudden they're they're right there and you get a chance to hang right. out with them. That's that's awesome. And you know, what advice would you have for somebody who's an expiring young female like yourself, a young golfer, you know, that you may have learned up until this point that might help them if they were going through the same process to be a pro like yourself, a number one golfer? Right. Yeah, I would just say I would just say, you know, take it one shot at a time. Um if you're doing this, trying to do this for the long run, just take it one at a time. Uh, it's a long journey. It's a tough road. Um, it does, honestly, it doesn't get any easier. Um, but, you know, make sure you that you have support around you. And um, um, like my dad also said, uh, this game is, is hard. So, I mean, try and make it fun whenever you can. Um, because, I mean, it's a great sport. Um, it, it brings so much opportunities to people and, um, it should really, it should really be enjoyed. Um, cause it's a great game. Yeah, it really is. And, and definitely that's, that's so delightful that you to comedy, a hectic schedule, all this traveling you're doing to join us on the Allen and Aaron sports, a radio show. And I did want to, the fans that a lot of got a lot of requests for fans that want to follow you or support you. What is the best way to follow you or support you going forward in your career? Um, I would say probably um, just on social media, on my Instagram. Uh, it's just Amari okay. underscore Avery. Um, okay. That's probably the best way to follow me. I post I post um, everything by myself. So um, I try and keep everyone updated and on what I'm doing. So Awesome. That's awesome. And definitely congratulations on your, your college to be soon. You know, definitely in the full ride and, and your career. It's, it's such a an honor to to meet you and and you, for you to be such an inspiration for young female golfers and for male golfers. That is, you know, for people in general. <laughs> for you and your dad, I mean, it's just remarkable. I definitely gonna follow you on Instagram and and definitely gonna keep up with you and your dad, supporting you guys. And one ironic thing is that we do have in common is that I'm half black and half Filipino. My mom's from the Philippines. My dad's black. So, oh, wow. You know, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we do have <laughs> we do have that in common. And, and I love golf, too. So I definitely I'm, – I'm here in the, the Brandon area. My co-host lives in Lakeland. So we're not too far from where you guys are. actually are, ironically, where you're having this golf tournament in Orlando. But, you know, hopefully I'll track you down and, and – Running to you face-to-face, I, I would probably get starstruck myself meeting you. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, thank you for having me on the show and my dad as well. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you so much for joining us, and it's been a real pleasure and honor to have you and continue success. Thank you so much. You're welcome. God bless you both, both of you. All right. Take care. <laughs> okay. Have a great night. Bye-bye you now. too. Bye. Take care. All right, Alan, yeah, so. that was a terrific, terrific interview here tonight. And I think that uh, just what a great uh, – and those who haven't seen it, of course, uh, the short game, which uh, was on Netflix back in 2013, and it's making its rounds again. Uh, just a terrific 
documentary on golf and these young players, seven, eight years old, playing as well as they can. I mean, I, I love to be able to play at 40, that kind of golf. I mean, I think you probably feel the same way, right? <laughs> I do. I mean, I love golf. I mean, I feel like I was a seven, eight-year-old myself when I'm playing golf. I just love the game. There are some nuances to golf, but it's it's what an exciting thing is. Like I'm, I feel like I'm like Amari. I'm hooked. You know, I gotta I gotta play it, and it's a great game. As you get better at it, you get more excited and want to learn more, and that's one of the great things about about golf. And it's a great sport. And I think we have another call on the line. We should go ahead and take that. We don't want to keep our fans waiting. Let me take that call. If you can click on that, Aaron. Yep, we have Sweet Lou on the line here tonight from uh, from the New York hey, area. Hey, hey, Lou, how are hey, you? Hey, how you doing, Lou? All right, good interview. So, yeah, we had an interview. We had the lovely Amari Avery and her dad, Andre Avery, wow. from the, the the short game. Have you seen the, the Netflix story, The Short Game? No, I don't think I have. You should. I mean, if you're into golf, it, it's a great, great documentary. We were so blessed to have the dad and daughter who were both in the documentary just, just join wow. us. That's why we couldn't, we couldn't uh, take your call right away. I apologize about that, but I'm so glad the to hear from you. How, would you wow. Yeah, we had the, we had the, both, both the dad and daughter. So nice. that's, that's just such a blessing. I'm sure yeah, it is. on the show. Yeah. And if you haven't seen the, the documentary, the short game, you, you would love it. You, you would definitely enjoy it. And you'll get a chance to see the two of them in action. I'm sure I will. Yeah. I'm sitting since you know, the, uh, the uh, golf uh, playoffs are going on right now. Really yeah, the, uh, the uh, golf playoffs, you know, for the uh, FedEx Cup. Yes, yes, that that's right. And, and the girls, unfortunately, did lose the USA, that is, to, to Europe. It was a it was a tough tough competition, but um, you know it was it looked like the girls had a lot of fun. I, I you know of me being biased, I wish that you, they would have pulled it off, but they still did great. Yeah, it was still a great still a great thing. But yeah, that's awesome. And I, you know when we started the show, Aaron was talking about game the the uh, Game one, I wanted to get your input, your thoughts about it, then I'll give you mine too, Aaron. So, Lou, yeah. what did you think about game one of the NFL? Well, I wasn't happy with the results, but it was a great game. I mean, we would have won, though, if uh, we didn't miss those extra points uh, with the Cowboys. So, uh, you know, that was the only thing right there. But you knew that with um, time left over, Brady was going to find his way to, you know, win, you know, with, with the uh, – Buccaneers, and that was the problem. You know, you went for it too early, and it cost you in the end. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I... I of course, he cheated. Remember, I don't know if you remember <laughs> when I was talking <laughs> to you on your show on Saturday that I told yes. you that I wasn't... I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys won the game. I, I, right. I wasn't going to go against the Bucks because the Bucks are my team, but I, mm-hmm. I, it did not surprise me one bit that the Cowboys did as well as they did. I guess the only surprise, it was how well Dak played. Not that I expect him to play bad or poorly, but, man, was Dak really, for a guy who hasn't played yeah. for a year for a serious leg injury, he played outstanding. 
What did you think about 403 that? passing yards. That was that was phenomenal. 403 passing yards, three touchdowns. If he has, you know, more games like that, I think uh, Dallas could be a serious threat this year. I, I I definitely do think so too. I mean, and just imagine they didn't use Ezekiel much at all that game. No. So you got to figure once he gets the the engine started, Ezekiel, they're going to be clicking. I mean, that team looks so good. They they so much improved. And it's just for game one, with that passing, that type of performance with Dak, I think I think you're right. I think the Cowboys are going to be a serious team this year. Even though they lost game one, I just think they're going to be a serious team. One game does not make a season. That's true. That's true. I mean, it's. what do you think about the game, Aaron? Well, I tell you what, I, I really went into last night thinking, uh, you know, defending Super Bowl champs, uh, the first team to play a Super Bowl in their own backyard, they win. Tom Brady, the guy who's been playing for seems like forever. Um, I really thought, especially with how Dallas played last year, they were very inconsistent. They were really bad defensively. I thought, man, this is going to be a blowout. I thought Tampa was going to win by several touchdowns. Didn't stay up for the entire game. Uh, woke up, uh, I don't know, one or two in the morning and checked my phone and was very surprised to see as close of a finish as it was. And as uh, as Lou alluded to there before, it comes down to field goal kicking. If, if special teams had played any better for Dallas, they would have won the game. Yeah. So, um, I, I I think that, and, and you made a good point there. You know, that's a, I think it's a very winnable division. Uh, you know, you've got uh, yeah. Washington. The Giants are kind of a, you know, that's a flip of a coin team right there. Philadelphia, you got a new coach. You got a new quarterback. I think the biggest competition in that division, and I said this a year ago, and I think if they can kind of put things together defensively, I think it's going to be Washington. So it might be a two, two-horse race there in that division. No, you're right. I mean, you've got a great point. That is a very winnable division that they're in. And with that type of play that they had and they just improve on what they did the first game, I, that's the best I've seen the Cowboys in, in probably years to play as well as they did. The receivers were great. Ezekiel didn't play much, but you kind of had to expect that with the, the Bucks and their run defense. But you know what? They did They did very good. It, it did not surprise me that the game was as close as it was. I was expecting – that's one of the yes. downfalls of winning Super Bowl is that you're going to get the best out of every team. I guarantee you the Cowboys marked us on the calendar before preseason, well before preseason, and had this date on their mind for months, and that's what you get when you win a Super Bowl. It just reminded to me that the road to, to repeat for the Bucks will not be easy. I think it definitely can no. be done, but it's not going to be an easy road. What do you think? You think what do you fellas both think, Lou and, and Aaron? Do you think still after watching game one, do you think the Bucks can repeat? Oh, you know, look at look – at, let's just look at the no. team who won the Super Bowl the year before, Kansas City. I mean, they had a target on their back all last year. Um, and, you know, obviously when you're the top dog, that's who everybody's gunning for. Let's go back even further. The team who lost the Super Bowl the year for the 49ers, they, they never – they still, to this day, and we don't know how they're going to play this weekend, but they still haven't recovered from losing the Super Bowl. So there's a lot of pressure when you're a top team. There's a lot of pressure to perform. There's a lot of pressure exactly. to, to, to get back to, you know, the normal uh, winning games and, you know, blowing people out and that kind of thing. So um, I, I, if I had to pick right now, and I think we talked about this maybe two or three weeks back, 
I don't see any reason at this point, even though it was a close game last night, you're going to, you're going to play some close games. Even if you're a really good team, I see no reason to pick against the Buccaneers right now. And it's not just the Buccaneers. I mean, I, I, I've been saying this for probably a decade and a half now or more. You can't, as long as he still has his legs underneath him, you cannot bet against Tom Brady. As long as this guy is still playing in the NFL, 44 years old. I mean, Alan, you're, you're almost 44. Yeah. You're around that same age yourself. Can you imagine playing? Yeah. Yeah. Can, can you imagine playing high quality, the best in the league, uh, you know, football, Super Bowl winning quarterback? So as long as he's still there, and that great team around him with all 22 starters from last year back, I just don't see any reason why they shouldn't be the favorite early on. If something happens throughout the course of the season, that changes things. But this team now, including the Super Bowl dating back to last year, has now won nine consecutive games. So they're on a roll. And so I, I just, again, yeah, I think there's a, a roll, right? Yeah. I, there's a couple so of Lou, you think, think differently. Shot, but... You think differently, Lou. I do. It's tough to PS champs. You know, I mean, everybody's afraid that, you know, oh, we're going to have a lousy season. You know, we're going to play like the Super Bowl champs and we're not, you know, we're not going to be competitive. You know, it always has an effect. The team that loses the Super Bowl seems to have a tough time, you know, getting back into it, you know, after losing that devastating loss to them. Yet at the same time, you know, teams that win kind of have a Super Bowl hangover, and that's why they do so lousy, you know, uh, the year after. I don't see Tampa Bay repeating as champions this year, even if they do have um, Brady and the, and the Gronkinator, you know, on on the team for the next year. I, I really don't see it. I think down the road it's going to be a tough it's going to be a, a, a tough time for them, and they won't repeat as champions. Yeah, I don't make the playoffs all right, yuck. But I don't see them repeating. It's awfully tough to repeat. I mean, to to repeat in this day and age, you know, free agency and whatnot. It doesn't, you know, that's why you really don't see a lot of the dynasty teams, uh, you know, from our from our era. Well, I'm older than you are, so, because uh, you know, I, I, I am, I am. I may not look it, but I am. You know, I remember when Pittsburgh won the four, uh, four Super Bowls, um, the 49ers won, you know, dynasty teams. You're not going to see that anymore. The yeah, game has changed. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I, I would say I, I understand both of you guys' points. I do think it's going to be really difficult to do it. I don't think it's going to be impossible, yeah. but I do think it's going to be very, very, very difficult. The reason why I say that is because, yes, they won a close game, and I'm glad they did. I was definitely rooting for them to win. But at the same token, you can't go through a whole season playing like that where it's going to wear you down at some point, where every game you don't get any easy, easy games, where somebody kind of overlooks yeah. you and you – blow them out. You understand? You need a couple of easy games to make it to the finish line. I don't care how great you are, that type of close game, I think will just wear you mentally out, physically and mentally out. Yes. And, and, and that's what, it, what I, I fear. So I, I definitely do think that they can win it. Again, I don't know if I'm as, as enthusiastic or positive as, as as my counterpart Aaron is. I think they could do it, but I definitely yeah, I. don't think it's going to be easy. Yeah. Well, and, and, and let's throw this out there, too. Statistically, there hasn't been a, a repeat Super Bowl yeah. winner since 2003, 2004. Um, so you're talking 15, what, 16, 17 years, whatever it's been now. But 
as a reminder, the last team that did that was the Patriots, who were quarterbacked by Tom Brady. So I, I, I think they have to be considered the favorite. Again, like I said before, though, they're going to have that big target on their back. And I think that Green Bay, yeah. I think that the 49ers should get back to where they were maybe a year or two back. Uh, Seattle is still there. Um, you've got improved teams in Washington. Um, you know, the Rams, they should be back uh, playing a little bit better yeah. than they have in the past. So I think there's going to be some competition. And let's keep in mind, too, just putting into perspective, this is not taking anything away from the Bucks winning the Super Bowl last year. Not at all, because they, they played a hell of a season and they won a Super Bowl. COVID. I mean, you had you had this going on. So I'm not saying it takes anything away from them, but it was a different year than any year in the past. You didn't have fans in the stands. Yes. You had guys that were missing parts of the year or right before the game got played, they may have contracted COVID or been around somebody who had it. So, you know, you had different things going on. Some guys opted out. Some guys opted not to play. So um, this is a different year. We'll probably see a little bit of that happen still because it's gotten gotten kind of bad again. But, um, you know, how that plays into what happens at the end, here's the thing you have to remember. <laughs> I saw this and I was amazed by it last night. The Bucks in the playoffs last season beat three, I believe it was three former Super Bowl MVPs in the playoffs in one season. And I don't believe that's ever been done before. They beat uh, mm. uh, the Saints and Drew Brees. They beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And then, of course, beat the defending champions in, uh, in the Chiefs and, of course, Pat Mahomes. So, you know, they had their work cut out for them, and they certainly did a good job. But let me ask you, Lou, uh, I mean, who, who would you say – it doesn't matter what conference it's in. Who would you say is the team that is maybe the the best suited to take the title away? Huh. That's really good that's really a tough one. Yeah, good question. I mean, there's no. Um, you know, maybe I see like maybe uh, the Packers or the Saints, but uh, my money might be on Indy this year. They're my surprise team. Wow, Indy. No, that's a good that's a good fit there. I like uh, Frank Reich as um, yeah as a former you know former quarterback uh, in the NFL. Uh, obviously, uh, anyone who is old enough to remember 1992 playoffs against the uh, then Houston Oilers will remember yep. what he did uh, in that game. And then of course they brought in uh, they brought in um, a new quarterback there to, to fit the system a little bit better. Hopefully he can stay healthy, but. Um, I like that pick. That's a good good one there. And, of course, the Colts really haven't had, other than a couple of years ago with Andrew Luck, they haven't had that great deep run into the playoffs. Uh, you know, right. But that would be, be kind of a neat thing to see them get back to somewhat of a prominent level. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a great point. I, I would have to say I think you can't count out the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs still got to be in the mix. You're, you're right about Aaron's uh, Packers. And they're going to be there, and I think I'm I'm curious to see what the Saints do. I think the Saints are are, are a very good team. I don't think I don't think uh, Jameis is going to be as as bad as people say they are, as he is. I, I think he's going to actually do pretty good in in New Orleans. I, I think uh, one of the things that Jameis can do is he can throw the football, and I think that's where Drew kind of was lacking towards the end of his career. He didn't have that quite of an strong of an arm down the field 
So I, I think the Saints are still a team that that the Bucks got to watch out for. Yeah, I'd say in the same division, that certainly is uh, a very compelling point because if you look at the Panthers, they're still kind of in that rebuild process. Their quarterback's changed. Atlanta is yeah, – Atlanta, I tell you what. Um, yeah, they might have they might have retooled at the right time though with uh, with uh, Kyle Pitts coming in. He is going to be an unbelievable uh, receiver down there in Atlanta. Um, you know, this is going to this is going to be a big determining year though whether or not Matt Ryan is the future of their team. You know, there was a lot of talk about them drafting a quarterback and going in a new direction. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, yeah, I, I agree, and I think that to your point there, Alan, with uh, with Jameis Winston, it didn't work out in Tampa for whatever reason. Um, and I think Tampa fans are probably okay with that now since, you know, they got Tom Brady in there. Um, I think that – I'm not sure that Jameis Winston is a guy who's going to win the games for you. I think he has the, the pieces potentially around him to have it work out in his favor. I'm not sure I would necessarily count on him as a comeback kid or, you know, somebody who's going to lead you in the fourth quarter – to victory, but I think if he can minimize the mistakes, and of course, remember two years ago he threw, threw 30 interceptions. If he minimizes those mistakes, he has a really good chance to to help that team in a in a real big way. And he may have, you know, landed in the right spot. That was, uh, you know, kind of a a good pickup there for um, for the Saints when Tampa let him go, and then he goes in and follows behind a future Hall of Famer and Drew Brees. So that's not a bad uh, not a bad uh, place for him to end up there. No. Yeah, that's true. Great point. And I wanted to get Lou's opinion on this. Did you have any doubt to, to Aaron's point when they had a minute and like 30 seconds and they want to give it to Tom Brady? Did you have any doubt that Tom Brady was not going to at least get him a field goal? Oh, I knew it all along. <laughs> you can't give New England time on the clock to win the game. You can't do it, especially your Brady. That, that well, I'm going to hold my tongue for us because, uh, you know, <laughs> but you know, but you know what I'm thinking. Yeah, I agree. I, when they gave him the yeah. ball at a, a minute thirty seconds plus on the on the clock, I was like, he's going to at least get a field goal to win the game. I, I just didn't see it yeah. playing out any other way. And they had, I mean, they almost they were marked in a field. They almost another player two could have got a touchdown out of it. But right, I, I, I had no doubt that that he was going to get get the score. And it was it was just too much time. I know that they were trying to do what they could, and it just worked out that way with the clock. But that's that's a different team, Jameis Winston and Tom Brady. The poise underneath tremendous pressure. There was no doubt in my mind that Tom Brady was going to put him in position to win that game. And with Jameis, that's that's the thing. He needs to work on that two minute drill, where it's poise under pressure, and just just make it happen. And he did, of course. <laughs> he did. He sure did. If only we made that. If only we didn't miss that extra point, would have been a different outcome. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's, it's a great game. One, it's a great way to start off the season. It's amazing to have that, you know, that type of caliber of play on the first game of the season. That's just really remarkable. I know there was some people that. You know, I mean, the kicker, which is usually reliable, I know he had back surgery, so he wasn't in the first game back. He's playing in a huge game, and they, they dropped the banner. So in his defense, that's that's a big spot for him to be kicking field goals in, in game one against the champs. <laughs> but yeah. that's football. 
So, Lou, uh, what do you got planned for tomorrow, your big show? Oh, we got a huge show. We got, you know, in addition to the usual baseball and our football predictions and whatnot, we're also going to cover the U.S. Women's Open uh, Tennis Final. Uh, And it's um, a bit of history involved in that. We got, uh, you know, you say it's a game for the young. Well, uh, tomorrow's match just may prove uh, how young. I'll explain explain on the show tomorrow. Uh, We'll also cover uh, men's soccer because they're involved in a tournament for World Cup qualifying. So I want to get people's thoughts on that. Supposed to have a soccer icon tomorrow. Um, Cover some boxing because there is a boxing match tomorrow. Was this will try to promote senior citizen boxing at this point, I think. <laughs> so, and yeah. we'll also cover some. Uh, we'll also cover WNBA because they're uh, they've made a list of the top twenty-five uh, WNBA players in the league's history as it now celebrates its twenty-fifth year. And yes, I remember all twenty-five years of it. So, wow. if you got time to call in tomorrow from five to seven East Coast time. The number to call is 512-543-4662. Once again, 512-543-4662. And, uh, Aaron, I mean, Alan, I want to thank you for coming on last week. Oh, you're very welcome. You know, it was a great, great show. We got a chance to do our picks, and it was a great time. I'm, uh, thank you for having me. I know that you had a lot of people on the phone, too. Hey, you you know, it's yeah. always great that, you know, we support each other, and, you got a great show going there, and and I'm really impressed that you have such a a big following for the you know you said tennis, women tennis, U.S. Open. You follow all the women's sports, sound like WNBA. Well, not on a reg- not on a regular basis, but you know when it comes to a major, you know I, I follow the majors uh, a little bit more closely. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's definitely your your show is amazing and. And well, thank you. I was glad I was able to, to be welcome. That I was able to call in and 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 mm-hmm. talk to you. And I, I know you got you either closer goal or met the goal. I know that on Saturday with the callers. Mm, just short. Just short. Well, I need that one means more. I need one more. Well, hey, you know now that the football season has started officially on its way, you're going to get that call and then some. So I doubt it. A know. lot of people would rather call, would rather call in sick and like, no, I was, yeah, you know, because some people come up with a lot of excuses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm so, looking for people yeah. with real, with real passion, you know, real, real raw passion with sports. You know, if you come in and you don't have a clue to what we're doing, why bother? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Don't that, be a chump. Always good to have people who know what they're talking about, you know, call in. Right. And, you know, and I like to make it a well-rounded sports show. And those and those who haven't listened to it, it's Saturday between 5 and 7 Eastern Standard Time Zone. I called in myself, as Lou mentioned, and the phone number is 512-543-4662. And, again, it's 512-543-4662, the Enhanced Sports Show. Sound like you got a great lineup. Yeah, going on it's almost going on four years for me. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. Great before January. <laughs> and Aaron, we got about a year and a half, right? That's about right. Yeah, yeah. We um, to those who either are just now tuning in or haven't followed us from the very get go, we started planning this very beginning of 2020, and you know, I, I kind of yeah. joke about this with anybody who's interested in our show. 
we picked a great year to start a sports show with uh, not a whole lot of sports going on at the beginning of 2020, but we've, we've well, weathered through it. I was covering and, others, other news and yeah. as well. You know, we were covering, um, you know, the, the ESPN miniseries, you know, um, with, with Jordan. So um, that was yeah. what took up a lot of our time in that. Uh, I was just in track of cancellations and everything and whatever was going on. So, Although there was a lack of sports till like the summer, we did manage to you know fill the time in with you know other sports related topics, and it worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah we I, were it, kind of in that it, same uh, same boat there for sure. So <laughs> yeah, of course yeah, we we're gonna try to on something with I'm gonna have to try to on something with baseball, assuming that they uh, you know have a work stoppage in the coming season, which it looks like mm, they might. Ugh. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I, I hope they don't. That's the that's the last thing baseball needs. And any time, yeah. if they already learned, if they didn't learn their lesson back in nineteen, the nineteen eighty four ninety three series. I mean, if it wasn't, that's that's one of the bad things about that steroid era. But you know what? The yeah. steroid era brought people back to the to baseball. Love it or lo- love it or hate it, it brought fans back. Yeah, one hundred percent. You would think it would yeah. have destroyed it. Yeah, I mean that that's that and right during the playoffs, I mean the work stoppage, just the worst. I remember that. That was just bad for baseball. I just they should negotiate anything they can to make sure they don't have a work stoppage. That should be the last thing. And guys get paid a lot of money in baseball. Baseball to me is the if you have a contract in any sport, baseball is where you want to have a contract in. Because it's guaranteed money and First thing that's going to happen is you can get traded, and sometimes that doesn't even happen unless you want it because now guys have no trade trade clauses. So baseball, to me, has the best contracts. What do you guys think on as far as if you're going to get get a contract, which sport has the best? Well, uh, that's an easy one for me. And, you know, if I'm a player playing Major League Baseball, I'm certainly hiring Scott Boris as my agent because he always gets the best deals for his players. But you're absolutely right. You know, the, the contracts in Major League Baseball, unless there's a clause in there somewhere that yeah. states otherwise, it's guaranteed money. I mean, it's, it's you know, right. unless you retire, uh, that's a different story. But look at Bobby Witt. Right. I mean, good grief. He's been paid a million dollars a year by the Mets for the last 25 <laughs> yeah. years. And he's got another 25 yeah, yeah. to go. So, you know, I mean, you, you think about uh, how that impact, and you think about guys that are, are you know, maybe former players, um, you know, that – I'll use a guy who played for Atlanta or briefly played for Atlanta last year and did the same thing with the Dodgers this year, Cole Hamels. He signed a one-year $18 million deal last year. I think he threw three innings before he threw his arm out. He signed with the Dodgers here about six weeks ago, and he's already out for the year, and he never even played. So those guaranteed contracts certainly um, give the leverage to the players. They they certainly have more of an advantage versus the the teams and, of course, the owners as well. Yeah, you're right. You can't be guaranteed contract. I know football has, over the last few years, stepped up with a lot of the money is guaranteed, but not all of it is guaranteed. And baseball, you sign a contract, like you said, you blow out a knee, something happens. Too bad, too sad. You still get paid. I mean, well, right? most, and uh, like, most clubs will insure a lot of those contracts nowadays. Um, they'll, you know, be able to recover some of that money that's lost. I know there's, there's been some fairly large contracts in the last 20 years where that's actually happened. Um, but, you know, again, 
the team's on the hook for it if something happens. And, you know, that kind of – it's understandable, you know, where in the NFL you have, you know, a salary cap. You have guaranteed for X amount of time. But as an example, Alan, uh, remember when Donovan McNabb went from the uh, Eagles to, to Washington – and I think he was there for a year, and they signed him to like a five-year contract, but none of it was guaranteed money. He got cut the next year. So that's kind of a, a gauntlet on the other side if you look at it from one extreme to the other. Wow. Yeah, you're right. So <laughs> keep your boy playing baseball as a moral to the story. There's more guaranteed money there at least. So, yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah. I still with that. Yeah. But, yeah, Lou, definitely I'm going to, you know, definitely continue to support your show and hope that you Great. continue to do big things. Well, I hope so. I mean, I, do, I, I remember this as a way to become famous. I mean, that was not my intention, you know. To, <laughs> no, no, it really, it really isn't, you know. I just thought, you know, this has been my passion for since I was, as long as I can remember, and um, I'm finally pursuing my passion. Keep doing what you're doing. The doors will keep continue to open, doing what you love to do, and and you definitely got well, been eight years. So, uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> time goes by flat, eight, you know, fast. I, it's been eight years. I can't believe it's start, been a year and a I half. Started, I started small, you know, with the with the with a friend of mine. We did a. We did a show together for six and a half years until he passed away, um, oh, but it paid the way. It paid the way for me to, you know, do this. You know, I, you know, I, I, I answered a, a Facebook um, message back in 20, uh, 2016. I responded, and um, I've been associated uh, nationally ever since. Yeah, that's definitely a remarkable story. And sorry to hear about your passing. And they said, they, they said, I'd never last. <laughs> yeah, you. you just hanging in there, but keep keep doing big things. Uh, you know, definitely, we we tremendously appreciate you here on the Allen and Aaron's Sports Radio kept, Show. On the best kept secret, because nobody you know of uh, those so-called other networks uh, know about me. <laughs> That's right. I'm not mentioning any names. Weapon. I'm not mentioning any names. Secret and, uh, weapon. We I think I prefer. I think I do prefer radio over the television. <laughs> hey, you know, the sky's the limit. You just never know. Anyway. <laughs> I really don't. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. All right, fellas. I know time is up for for this, so uh, I'll be back next week unless unless I get other um, other business. But as long as I don't, I'll be back. <laughs> All right, well, Lou. Thank you so much for joining us here tonight. Thanks again for being patient, and you have a great, uh, great show tomorrow. Uh, you too. Hope you, I hope you drop in again sometime. We'll do. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Take care of yourself. All right. Well, Alan, uh, obviously a great interview here tonight. Glad to have Lou back on again. He is our uh, most uh, frequent guest to the program. And uh, I know we started to talk about this at the very beginning. I know we had, uh, again, some technical difficulties to lead off the show, but definitely glad to have both uh, Andrea Avery and Amari Avery on. I tell you what, I absolutely love the golf, uh, the whole uh, documentary, seeing these kids that, again, are seven, eight years old playing, playing like they're 
seasoned veterans, you know, playing high-level play. Again, something that I'd like to be able to do myself, and I'm sure you feel the same way. Um, yeah. A neat thing to witness, and it was almost surreal watching it. It was almost like, am I really seeing this kind of thing when I when I watched it? Um, and then uh, to see kind of some of the, I don't know if you have a chance to do this or not, but if you go on to YouTube, there's a lot of kind of behind-the-scenes stuff that's on there that I did pick up on too. So that was kind of a neat uh, kind of a backstory to some of uh, some of the, of course, documentary that's there as well. Um, obviously, uh, we talked about it at the very uh, beginning with Lou there. NFL is here. Um, we're all happy, all smiles. Fans are in the stands. Um, it's it's underway, and I know you and I are doing something a little bit different this year than we did last year um, when it comes to our picks. Um, I want to kind of give the audience listening tonight kind of an overview of how we're doing things. It's fairly simple, fairly straightforward. Each week, Alan and I will uh, usually buy. Thursday of each week, since that's when the first game each week is played, we will uh, share our picks with each other. And the unique thing, and I've been doing this myself for probably almost 10 years now, every time uh, there is a pick, I have two picks, or we will have rather two picks that are upset picks. So in other words, a team that probably shouldn't win a game against a team that probably should win a game. So we'll go through those here in a moment. And there's also going to be two picks each week where we are picking a team that's a lock. There's no way they can lose. This is an absolute, they're going to win this game, no question about it kind of thing. So, uh, Alan, I have my uh, my spreadsheet in front of me here tonight. I don't know if you have yours. I have it for you, though. If not, just go right through the list. Both of us picked the Buccaneers last night, so we're both 1-0, and it's the other 15 games that are going to determine who wins the week one battle. Uh, we'll start off, though, um, Big matchup uh, of the uh, of the birds, if you will. The Eagles are going to Atlanta to play the Falcons. I have uh, I have the Falcons winning that game. Uh, who do you have picking uh, winning that game uh, on Sunday? I think you have your thing picked up in front of you. You probably have to read it off because mine yeah. didn't come up here. <laughs> yeah, I've got it here in front of me. So I'll go through each of the picks uh, here for you. Um, so I have the I have the Falcons winning that game. You actually have the Eagles winning this as an upset pick. So you're picking Philadelphia to to um, to win that game there on Sunday. Next game is uh, another good matchup. This might be a playoff uh, preview at some point. Uh, you got the Pittsburgh Steelers veteran team going into a young up and coming Buffalo Bills team. I have Buffalo uh, winning that game, and it looks like you're on. Same page here with me on that yeah. one. So <laughs> across the I wasn't board, able to pull it probably... up. Sorry, I got it here. Okay, good, good. The Bills. Yep, pretty, I, got, I agree pretty, with you on that. The Bills. Pretty solid pick. Now, I don't, I don't think this is going to be a cakewalk by any stretch because again, Pittsburgh's still a pretty solid team. But I, I do think that uh, it's, it's very, very likely. I, I just I like the way that Buffalo has developed the last two three years. They've got a dynamic offense, um, and I just I feel like that. Uh, they're a lot quicker than Pittsburgh is for sure. Um, next matchup is kind of two teams that are kind of uh, got Minnesota going on the road to um, to play the Bengals in Cincinnati. Who do you have in that one? I do have the Vikings in that one. That was a a tough pick, but I did go with the Vikings. I just think with uh, Cook in the background, it's just it's hard to bet against them, and that's why I went with the Vikings. On that one too. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, right there with you. I, I have Minnesota in that game. I just feel like the Bengals still have too many unproven pieces. I think they're going to get there at some point. You know, they have Joe Burrow, of course, number one overall pick in the draft a year ago. Um, I certainly think he'll be uh, a terrific quarterback at some point. But uh, for right now, I still think that they have too many un, uh, unanswered questions. Next matchup is one that you, you kind of look at and say, could to some degree be a toss-up, but maybe not. San Francisco, obviously they were not the team that they, everybody thought they were going to be a year ago. They go to Detroit. Detroit's kind of rebuilding. They've brought in a different quarterback. They're kind of changing things up a little bit. Uh, I have the 49ers winning that game. Where, where are you at on that one? I, I agree with you on that one. I do have the 49ers winning that game. I just I like what the 49ers are doing. They're trying to come back to the team of old, and if they can do that, the team that was there a couple years ago, they could be very, very, a very good team. So I had the 49ers getting off the year started right. Yeah, we're on the same page on that one for sure. So that's definitely a, a great, uh, you know, great pick there. Uh, I would agree. Um, next matchup is uh, one that I think is pretty obvious, at least to me it is anyways. Uh, I'll get the uh, – Titans uh, hosting the uh, the Cardinals. Cardinals are still trying to prove themselves. They've got a dynamic quarterback uh, offense combination, former college coach, a quarterback that um, runs quite a bit. I have a more proven defensive team in the Titans winning that game. I think you're on the same page with me on that one. What are your thoughts there on that, that matchup? Yeah, that was a tough game to pick, too. I, I like what the Cardinals are doing. But the Titans, I just as you mentioned, their defense, I feel as if it's just a little bit more solid. And I feel as if it's, it's good. They have a dynamic quarterback, Tyler, you know, Kyler Murray. But I just feel like it's going to take them a couple games to kind of get the injuries started. And I think one thing that the Titans have is they have Derrick Henry. He's proven that he doesn't need time to get the motor running. Speed never goes in a slump. And especially his size either, it doesn't go in a slump. So I just feel as if the Titans are going to be just a little bit too much and they're going to win that game. Yeah, yeah, I feel that way too. And, of course, I think they're very well coached there in uh, in uh, in Tennessee. Got a quarterback situation that's looking pretty solid at this point too. And so I think that kind of favors uh, the, the Titans at this point. Uh, moving on, uh, this is another good matchup. This is one that was kind of hard for me to pick uh, who was going to win. That's uh, the Seahawks, a veteran team. Excellent quarterback situation. They're going on the road to Indianapolis, who now has a new quarterback, um, hopefully in their opinion, their future. Uh, I have the road team coming in and winning that one. I have the the Seahawks uh, playing the Colts pretty well and and winning that game. Where where are you on that one? I also did agree with you and go with the Seahawks on that. And and really the reason why is because of of one person, Russell Wilson. The guy has shown – over the history of his career, that he can come into game one as if he's in a playoff mode and he can have that type of intensity, kind of like what Tom Brady did last night. And it doesn't take him many games to get hot. So because of that reason, I got Russell Wilson and the Seahawks winning the game. Definitely a good uh, good uh, point there for sure. I like this next matchup because you've got a, a young uh, L.A. Chargers team. They're going on the road to play the Washington Football Club. 
I really have felt this uh, very strongly since uh, a little over a year ago. Washington, I think, is going to really surprise some people this year. I think if they can get their quarterback play, their offense kind of on on the same page, got a defense is built up, uh, starting to play better. And again, I think that Ron Rivera is uh, one of probably, I think, one of the top five coaches in the NFL. I think overall, I think he came into kind of a rough situation. He's trying to turn that around. But I have the Washington Football Club uh, taking out the Chargers here on Sunday. Yeah, I agree with you. I love what Washington is doing there. Hard, tough-nosed, defensive-minded team. And when they get some offense, not even a lot of offense, because their defense is so strong, they can win a lot of games. And, and they just a very physical team. So I got Washington also. I agree with you, Washington Football Club winning that game. Next one is uh, you know, and, and Lou's probably glad he's off the line now. We're going to talk a little bit about the Jets here tonight. Uh, we're really more <laughs> talking about the Panthers. This is my first of two lock pick games. In other words, uh, this is a game that I think the Panthers will win, and I think they're a lock to win this game. So if I have the Panthers uh, winning there, obviously they bring in um, former Jets quarterback, and so he's going to want to get back at his former club. New era starts, of course, in New York. Uh, but where are you? I know you're um, you're obviously from New York, so the Jets are a close-by team yeah. to you. Where, where do you feel this game's going to end up going on Sunday? I think it's going to be a very close game. I definitely do think the Jets are going to be with Mark Slayer. they got a great coach. They're a team that wants to get better. I could see by the way that their organization is going about things. They want to get better. I do have the Panthers winning this game. But this was a tough pick. I, it wasn't like a slam dunk. But I do have the Panthers winning. I, I'm not as confident as you are that they're going to win. <laughs> it, you know, that that convincingly, I still think it's going to be a very close game. But I do have the, the Panthers pulling it out. Now, this next matchup is one that both of us are actually picking as an upset pick. Got the Jacksonville Jaguars, a whole new era going in with the number one overall pick. Uh, legendary coach in the college ranks, Urban Meyer, coming in. His first game as an NFL coach. Uh, both of us are picking Jacksonville over Houston. I uh, just want to get a little bit of your thoughts on why you picked uh, Jacksonville in this game versus, of course, uh, somewhat of a more seasoned team, the Texans. Yeah, this wasn't an easy pick, but I, I like what Urban Meyer is doing over there and in Florida, and I just think uh, he got the number one pick. I just feel as if the Texans don't have all the pieces together. They're putting a new quarterback in. You know, he, they made it already clear that they're not going to go and start Sean Watson for game one. You know, so that quarterback change. I just think it's going to be a little bit too much pressure on them to to kind of go out there with the guns blazing. So I think with Jacksonville, they have a lot more stable of an off season, and I just think they're going to win the game for that reason. Yeah, I think they got something to prove. I mean, look, uh, there's going to be a lot of comparisons to this Jacksonville team to – dating back to 1998 when Peyton Manning was the number one overall pick with the Colts. There's a lot of similarities there. I mean, I, I, I'm going to go out on a very, very hopefully strong limb here and say that uh, 
this is going to be a pretty pretty good thing that happens in Jacksonville. It's not going to happen this year. I think that in the next uh, probably two to three years, you're going to see a lot of growth there, and it's going to have paid off that they went out and hired Urban Meyer. It's going to pay off that they went out and drafted, had the number one overall pick, and, and built around the, the young players that they're going to have had there. Um, I just feel like, like you were saying before, you know, you've, you've got pieces that are coming into place. And of course, you know, the Texans have a quarterback change that they've made. So that, that I think does bode in Jacksonville's favor. And so that's part of the reason I, I made that pick myself. But again, I, I think that uh, Urban Meyer has been one of those guys that if you look back at his career, I mean, he was at Florida, won a national, two national titles there, of course. He won a national title at uh, Ohio State. He had a Utah team that had no business really being there in a BCS bowl game in 2004 before he went to Florida. And then, of course, he was at Bowling Green before that. And he's been successful everywhere he's been. So why should I doubt him now? You know, all this, uh, you know, history that he's got. And I don't think he would have taken the chance or the risk of ruining his legacy by going to the NFL if he didn't really feel like he had a, a chance to get there. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and and that's 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 what he, he. I mean, I know he doesn't. He does. He's very strategic in his moves, and he obviously saw an opportunity that he can make the most out of it to come to Jacksonville. So you're right. To your point, I expect big things from Urban Meyer. Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, you know probably not the best of years. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is probably going to have some struggles just like Peyton Manning did his first year in the league. But I see a lot of similarities in those two guys as quarterbacks, uh, of course, with the exception of the long hair. But, um, you know, should be a fun year, should be a growing year for them. Uh, next matchup is one that I uh, think could be a possible playoff preview again. Um, you know, the Browns, obviously, they finally made their uh, their way into the playoffs this past year. Uh, they're going into Kansas City to play the defending AFC champion Chiefs. I've got Kansas City winning that game, but I think it's going to be a very, very close matchup. Where, where are you at on that uh, that game? I did go with the Chiefs too, but I, I do think it's going to be a very close matchup. I definitely think this is a playoff preview. They got Nick Chubb. They have a very good team, the Browns. And I just the reason why I went with the Chiefs is <laughs> – because of two guys, well, three guys, I should say, it's hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill. I mean, when you have those three guys on your team, I know there's other guys who play that could really play on the Chiefs. No disrespect to them, but when you got those three superstars clicking, and I definitely think they got a chip on their shoulder now that they lost to the Bucks. but on top of that, especially Patrick Mahomes, I know he's even more motivated seeing what he saw with the Bucks, the way that they won that that season opener, game one. Everybody watched that game, and I know Patrick Mahomes watched it. Yeah. So I know he he has that competitive spirit to outdo Tom Brady and to be the best quarterback in the league. So I know that super motivated him. So I expect Patrick Mahomes to be nothing but stellar, and he that's the reason why they're going to win that game. It's going to be a tough game, but I got the Chiefs winning. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be a very good uh, early season matchup there between those two. Now, this next matchup is one that uh, maybe in years past would have had a different feel to it, but you've got the Dolphins going into uh, into Foxborough, into New England to play against the Patriots. It's a new era in New England. 
Uh, we're a year plus now removed from the Tom Brady era. Now you've got Mac Jones. And then Miami uh, has uh, another former Alabama first-round pick uh, at their quarterback, uh, of course, there as well. So I, I actually have Miami as an upset pick winning this game on Sunday in New England. Uh, where, where are your thoughts on that one? That is a tough game for me to pick. You know, that I love what the Dolphins are doing, and I love what the Patriots are doing. I just think I have the Patriots winning this game. I just feel as if it's going to be a close game, and I think Bill Belichick with his play call, I know Mac Jones is going to be nervous as heck, but I just feel as if with the play call that Bill Belichick will choose, he'll make the smart play, and he usually plays to your team making that one mistake. And I feel as if the Dolphins are a very, very good team, but I feel as if they are a team that could make that mistake to help the Patriots win. And for that reason, that's the reason why I got the Patriots winning the game. I have the Patriots barely closely winning that game. It's a good uh, good pick there for sure. Next one, we're split on apparently. Um, you got the Packers. That's my team, of course, going to uh, to uh, play the Saints. This game is actually going to be taking place in Jacksonville out here on Sunday due to the um, due to the uh, aftermath, of course, of uh, Hurricane Ida going through. Louisiana here in this uh, last uh, couple days or so, uh, so the game has been moved. Um, I got Green uh, Green Bay, of course, winning this game for reasons, of course, of bias. I'm a Packers fan, but I also just feel like <laughs> first game under a new, uh, not new offense necessarily, but a, a change in your offense. You've got a different type of quarterback. Um, I think it's going to be a game where some of the reads that uh, – Jameis Winston's going to have. I think he's going to make some mistakes. I think Green Bay will will uh, take advantage of those. Uh, and I know you're on the opposite side. Tell me your thoughts on on why New, uh, why New Orleans will win this game. Yeah, and, and many prayers go out to people of of New Orleans and and because of Ida. But yeah, I just feel as if Jameis has a lot to prove. He is in a situation where he won the job. So I, I haven't watched him the whole preseason, but he obviously is doing something right. Jameis Winston, to me, was always a very good quarterback, but he lacked on just holding on to the football and making a lot of bad decisions. I just think that he has a lot of pressure on him. He's got, he, I think he does still have a chip on his shoulder to prove the Bucks wrong. And I just think with, with Kamara back there, that's going to be a big help for Jameis. I just feel as if it's going to take a game or two for the Packers to kind of get into form, and I think the Saints could sneak a victory for that reason. They're a very good team. Now they have an opportunity to throw the ball, stretch the field out. That was one thing they were missing with Drew, and that's the reason why I picked the, the Saints to win. This was a very, very tough, close game, uh, hard pick, but I, I went with Saints because of that reason. Another another very uh, very close game I think too potentially uh, as well. So uh, last couple matchups here, three uh, three games left here. Two teams that are kind of you know rebuilding, kind of uh, looking for identity here. Um, we got the uh, the Denver Broncos. They are going into uh, into uh, New York or I guess New Jersey in this case to play the Giants. I've got the Giants in that game. I really feel like the, the Broncos are at this point uh, kind of looking for looking for a quarterback. They're kind of looking to 
you know, figure out if their coach is going to be there beyond this year. A lot of question marks in Denver. So I, I really feel that um, the uh, the Giants have the advantage and upper hand in this one. Yeah, you do have a great point. This one was a kind of flip of a coin. I, I did go with the Broncos just because, you know, I just think it's going to take a little bit of Saquon to kind of get back into the form if he does play game one. And the Giants towards the last and half of last year was a lot of questions. I think the Broncos a little bit more stable in that regard. So I think they could sneak a win. I got the Broncos winning this game. Yeah, it could be uh it could be a very very close, possibly even a low scoring game. May come down to the may come down to the running game, uh on both sides for sure. So that's something to keep in mind there too. And then um this next one here is uh, again a matchup of new quarterbacks and new places. You got the Bears going out to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. Uh, I'm going to go with the home team here um, in Los Angeles. Uh, where are you on the Bears and Rams matchup? Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that. I got the Rams winning this game. I think uh, adding Matt Stafford along with a very good team that the Rams do have have a lot of weapons, and they have some experience, too. I got the Rams winning this game and uh, because of quarterback play is the biggest thing. And I have you here. Uh, this is showing you're uh, making that one of your lock picks there, so that'll, that'll certainly uh, certainly potentially go uh, well for you there if that, uh, if that does happen. Last game is the, uh, the first Monday night game of the season. That'll be between the Baltimore Ravens and the uh, Los Angeles, no, 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 Oakland, nope, I'm sorry, Las Vegas Raiders. I can't, can't keep track of where they've moved to here. I've got, uh, this is one of my lock picks. Actually, this is my second of the two. I've got the Ravens. I just feel like they have uh, a great offensive uh, opportunity, I guess you could say. And the Raiders are still kind of trying to figure things out at their quarterback position, which is really shocking because John Gruden seems to be the guy who works really well with quarterbacks, or at least he did in the past. I just feel like uh, this is a game that the Ravens are going to go into Vegas and and uh, and just roll right over them. Where, where are you on that one? Yeah, I definitely do think the Ravens are going to win this game. I just think when you come into a season, you want to have things that are just no questions about. And you, the Raiders have too many question marks. Like you said, the quarterback and – and I just think Lamar, he has a lot to prove this year, and it, it starts with him winning game one. I know he watched the same thing, the season opener with Tom Brady, Dak Prescott. So he has to show that he can pass the ball. I think there's a lot of pressure on Lamar, and I think he's going to show out. I, I definitely think he's going to show why he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. The Ravens have a solid defense. I think it's going to be a, a very good higher scoring game on both sides, but I just think the Ravens are going to pull it out. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you hundred percent there. So what we'll be doing here, um, those of us, uh, those of you rather who follow us, I should say on, uh, on our Facebook page uh, on probably Tuesday of this coming week, after the first week is complete, we will post our results. Uh, Alan versus myself on our Facebook page there. Again, um, the tiebreakers for us are going to be the lock picks and also the, upset picks and then beyond that uh, we have decided um, mutually at least I think we have that the next tiebreaker would be 
whichever of our favorite teams has a better record. And at that point, if we're tied, we're tied. So we're not going to go any further than that at that point. Um, I wanted to change gears here a little bit tonight as we close out the show. Um, obviously, uh, tomorrow is a very uh, somber anniversary. Uh, it's hard to believe that after, uh, as of tomorrow that the September 11th attacks in 2001 took place 20 years ago. Um, and I can tell you, Alan, right where I was, I know you're a New Yorker native, um, and we kind of hinted at this last week as our show closed out. Sports, obviously, is for entertainment purposes. Obviously, we get very involved in it. We talk uh, trash. We, you know, get angry. We get happy. You know, there's a lot of emotions that go into it. At the end of the day, it is just a game, um, even though we do treat it very important. But I, I do remember 20 years ago, shortly after – 9-11, um, which is still an unbelievable event to me, the value of what sports did for a lot of people. Um, you know, such a tragic event where nearly 3,000 people lost their lives, and to have sports come back and give, give us all something to kind of take our attention off of what had happened for a little while. Uh, I want to get your thoughts because, again, you're – you're a native New Yorker. Obviously, you were uh, closer to this event than, than I was, of course. Uh, tell me your thoughts on, you know, what happened 20 years ago and then how sports played a role in some of the healing effort afterwards. Yeah, that's a great point, and, and many condolences go out to all the victims and people affected by 9-11. I was uh, in college and still living in New York. I was in Queensborough College, and at the time of the attacks, living in New York, and it was just like time stood still and just utter shock of seeing planes flying into the World Trade Center. I mean, it was just like you're watching it in disbelief. Like, is this really, is this something out of a movie? And no, it, it wasn't. It was real life. And just the, the, the impact that it's done to people many years later, it just really shows you the grit and determination that Americans have to go ahead and pick up the pieces and move forward. I've been to the memorial for those who are listening in New York, the 9-11 memorial and the museum. Definitely, I highly recommend you go visit. It is worth the price of your time and the price of your admission to go see the pools, to go see the museum, and take your time to walk through it. It is for me, at this point, there's a lot of great things that you can see, landmarks in New York. To me, it's the, the, if there's one thing you've got to do is got to go to the 9-11 Memorial, the pools, and the museum. And to me, it's just, it's just breathtaking and a reminder how, you know, just being kind to one another and not having hate in your heart can make the world such, uh, such a better place. And with sports, I still remember that Mike Piazza home run, that shot that <laughs> I don't think still landed, and it hit yeah. the, the screen. I, I can still remember that home run. It was just unbelievable that he hit that shot. I remember George Bush at the time came to the game, and sports was kind of a release for us to kind of get our mind off of the horrible situation that was going on in real life. And I see that actually during COVID kind of history repeating itself 
where we're bringing back sports to get our mind off of the negative things as far as COVID and terrorist attacks. People underestimate sports in a lot of ways. It is just a game, as you mentioned, Darren, but sometimes it's more than just a game to me. And having a release, having something to get your mind off of, not having that, that negativity to think about, just think about rooting for Yeah, now I think I may have lost you here. Are you still with us? Not sure if Alan is still with us. Uh, he may. Uh, we may have some technical difficulties again. Uh, he may be back on here momentarily. I just want to give my thoughts on just the aftermath of, uh, of, of, of course. 9-11, looking for something to get our minds off that. Uh, obviously, um, you know, he mentioned the Mike Piazza shot, and I actually watched a partial documentary here the other day uh, talking about that that came against my team, the Braves. And I know that, uh, you know, when you're a fan of a team, you want to win. <laughs> and that, that was one of those games where even though our, my team, we, we lost that game, you felt okay about it because at that point it gave some, some hope in terms of, you know, there's something that people can smile about. Um, I'll even go as far as uh, into the 2001 world series, which I still think is one of the best world series ever played. Um, not a single road team won a game in that playoffs or in that, in that world series. And, you know, to see a guy who just went into the hall of fame the other day, Derek Jeter become Mr. November to hit some big home runs, um, just the, the heroics in that game, um, late inning walk-off hits uh, was just incredible. And, of course, um, that year I wouldn't have had a problem with the Yankees winning the World Series. I really wouldn't have. I think that they they certainly, uh, even though they lost, they won in a lot of ways because they, they, they were able to take those, those folks from New York. Um, and, you know, again – be a distraction uh, for a period of time. That was something that I thought was very, very important. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully our our nation uh, gets back to that point where we were 20 years ago, where we, were, um, we weren't uh, divided like we are now. We were all uh, Americans. We were all had our trailers backs. And, you know, I- Thank you for listening to the Evan Evans Postal Podcast. Subscribe and check us out on your favorite social media platform. Thank you.